Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. from the Vegas studios it is weekend geek update smurf here and i got a plethora of alcoholics no i'm just kidding instead we found the rmc crew wandering around the halls aimlessly looking for a goal and guess what we found it and we're going to share it all with you this is going to take a bit because i got to introduce everybody so hang on hang on Longtime listener, longtime guest, Tim, founder of RMC, uh, Rocky Mountain Con, uh, good guy all around, and comic book aficionado extraordinaire. We have G, who is just the, the ultimate badass when it comes to marketing, creating, and just ah, his art, it, it just warms the heart. It brings a tear to my eye. And then new to the crew, his first time on the podcast, Matt who has this affinity with import games. He, we don't know why. We don't care why because, well, it is the best experience you could possibly find on the planet. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Cheers. Yeah. Ah, cheers, <laughs> man. Let's get to it. <laughs> Thanks for the awesome intro. Yeah. Hey, well. I mean, I do get paid. It is like one of my job criteria is to, like... <laughs> Build build hype. We did one with Susie where we did like this cut scene and everything. We even did it with Campbell. And now one of her friends, um, Stuart, constantly uses that intro for her anytime they're like on a, a meeting. Like all of a sudden he'll just interject it and it just shows up. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> nice. So we, if you have not been paying attention, you should be because what we're about to tell you is not for the faint of heart because we want to we want to knock your socks off. Matt doesn't say anything. Matt, are you going to say anything? I, I mean, currently I'm in just in awe of the aura that you project, Smurf. And um, I, I just wanted the to visage kind of, of Smurf. Yes. I just wanted to. I just wanted just to bask, bask in his glory for a bit. I really did. Bask in the Smurfiness. Oh yes. Yeah. I told one of. I, in fact, I'll, I even should have you do this. I want because um, I asked Pepper DeLuca to do it. There should be a drunk Smurf on Smurfberry wine, just pass out in a field. I really should make that like my image. For a while, because we you know Smurf berries, yeah, yeah. so so relevant. Because you did my one um, Smurf picture that I had for the longest time. Oh yeah, of of that. But now it needs to be elevated with a passed out <laughs> Smurf next to a mushroom with a bottle of Smurf berry wine. See, I mean, there's there's that possibility, but then there's also like the duffel bag in the background. People are asking questions. I mean, there's always worries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only only if people disappear. Smart. It's true. It is it is Smurf. That's all I say to anybody. It's Smurf, it's and smart. they go, oh. I do like that that is like the caveat. That's like the giveaway. As soon as you say, that's Smurf, everyone's like, shh. All right, all bets are off. You're riding in a car for five hours with Smurf? Hey, that was the most entertaining five hours you ever had. Five hours? It is true. It took you five hours to get to Grand Island. What was that? Low-level flying? Yes. It was. It was. We we did about 90 all the way there. I mean, I will tell you just as a small caveat – in Nebraska, I used to go from Colorado to Iowa for college, and I had two warnings in the state of Nebraska for 101 and 110. The state troopers there are just happy that people are there, <laughs> you know. They're like, "Don't do that again." 
but we hope to see you soon. How, you dare, know? <laughs> how dare you, sir? But we'll see you next week. Yeah, we really do. So that, you know, Nebraska uh, loves it when they have the people there. Versus anywhere else. I mean. Mm, it's Nebraska. I mean, they're just happy other people show up. Yeah, okay. I guess so. So tonight's activities surround us enlightening, telling stories, and letting everyone, everyone know. Because there's a lot of questions surrounding the Collectorverse today. As in all days. Yes. Uh, and we're here to put some rumors to rest, um, which we really yeah. like doing. We like doing <laughs> this a lot. What? Uh, but in addition to that, we are just going to talk about some other things and just how cool it is to hang out with us. So, Tim, you are the founder of Rocky Mountain Cone. Yes, sir. And it's a it's in the grand scheme of things as, as far as how long cons have ran – it's not like the oldest, but it's not the newest. No, we've actually been around for quite a while. Uh, we started right after the unfortunate incident of the Aurora Theater shooting. And it has been around every year except for one. We had to skip one. Well, we didn't even really skip it because we went virtual, viral. Yeah. I, don't yeah. know how, I don't know. Because it was, it was an adventure. We did our own little kind of online sale, and it was, it was fun. And... Tim and I, I made an ass out of myself, but I mean, Tim just kind of <laughs> just pumped the brakes every once in a while. He's like, ah, you, you should probably calm down a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, somebody's got to handle, you know, put a handle on you once in a while, but it's very true. It's a hard job. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody has I'm to keep okay me in line. So, you, out of Aurora Rise comes this wonderful um, initiative to help other people, and it's been kind of Rocky Mountains Con uh, mission statement after that to be the driving force behind the con. Yeah, I mean, my thought behind it really truly is the fact that we want to help the community. We want to we provide a safe place for everybody to come, be nerds, be geeks, be what you want to be. But we also wanted to give back a little bit. So, you know, we try to at every show to be able to give back something to the community, working with local charities, working with different places. Um, you know, recently we've been really working with uh, Cat for Kids, um, last November's show was amazing. It was, it was completely um, mind-blowing that we were able to donate over $5,000 to, to the local charity. And I think you were going to make Sterling cry, who's the founder of Cap for Kids. <laughs> I mean, he is like the embodiment of Captain America. I mean, that is America's ass right there, I'm telling yes. you. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Sterling, Sterling is one of those guys that is just one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And and it's not just Sterling, it's the crew. It's it's Nate, it's Jenny, it's Sarah, it's everybody that's part of that that helps out. You know, Nate Nate steps in too and helps us by printing trophies and, and everything for the show. And he doesn't have to do that. He's no. just like, What do you need me to do? You no. want me to host this? I'll come down and host this. I'll come do this. But that's what you know, that's the relationship that we have with, with Cap for Kids right now and it's it's family. No, right? it is. And Nate does an amazing job. I mean uh, anytime he can poke fun at himself, he, he takes an opportunity. Um, the man is not bashful, which is helpful in this line of work. Especially with those tank tops. Oh, my yes. God. The man's showing off the guns. You know, he does his best Hawkeye impersonation because that's his cosplay. Oh, so yeah. he comes ready for the gun show, and it's amazing. And just to see all of them, I mean, like you said, it's a, it's a family. It's a crew. They all come together to make sure that at the end of the day, a good time is had, and they help 
um, the cause for pediatric cancer. So I yes. would like to point out one thing. They recently just announced that they had crestfallen $250,000 of donations. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Oh, that's, no, that's, that's great. And so I just wanted to say that, wow. you know, one of the things, as Tim, if you've noted, is that many of those dollar donations has been helped by RMC to bring that in. So, you know, huge kudos to Catholic No, it's, it's absolutely. And they do a tremendous job. I really, anytime we can help them out, absolutely all for it. So um, I'm in. I'm in. And, G, you're awfully quiet over there. Oh, just, you know, have you had Cap for Kids on before? Uh, back in the day, actually, Sterling was on the podcast. Um, there, there was like boat. a total shakeup from the staff because mm-hmm. he went to California, and you know, it was we left Enchanted Grounds. We got you know a new studio, yeah. and now we have a newer, newer studio. So, uh, but no, they've been on multiple times. Nice, they were part of the so cast for kids. In a nutshell, how would you describe what they do? Just for the, the it's inspiring is what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, but basically they, they they take care of everything outside of the hospital bills, mm-hmm. right? So anything from like plane fare, uh, rent, groceries, things of that nature, right? So yes. it's an awesome cause, and so we're definitely uh, you know, just honored to be a part, just a small part of yeah. you know contrib- contributing to that cause. Let's not forget about Sterling visits to the hospital. Oh, and oh Sterling, yeah, so yeah, yes. Sterling's the embodiment of, as you said, Captain America. There's an awesome Captain America cosplay. Comes to hospitals with children. So um, yeah, I think what is, what's the website again? Is it capforkids.org? Yes, C-A-P yeah. capforkids number four dot org. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and website. it's just generous. I mean, yeah. it's and you can't help but just smile because I mean Sterling does radiate this this genuine sense of just gentleness and and caring and he's very about his fellow man so that's inspiring to see so anytime we can help him out we're all about it go visit the website and if you can't that's fine come and visit us at one of our cons and i use the plural for a reason oh that's right foreshadowing (laughs) um dum 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 visit us at one of our cons and i will guarantee you will find a member of cat for kids's team there now jerry g jerry sorry wow Gerard, Man, that's G. I know I'm gonna get <laughs> Garrick. I, I'd rather say Garrick than Jerry. Oh. Jerry, Just God, when what did I do? Insult you? Yeah, what did I piss you off, <laughs> Smurf? Gerald or Jerry? Those are the two things that are like seriously. G. No, no, no. I, it's, it's I had it in my head Geraldine. there for a second. Jerry, <sighs> you so, are an so accomplished fitness. artist. Not really. Yes, you are. Yeah. Shots no, up. Not at all. You're yeah. amazing. I mean, when you decide I, I to work, do. we yeah, the problem exactly. was <laughs> the problem was we're sitting at one of the cons. I forget which one it was. It's the last one. I think. <laughs> it's the last couple actually. Where we're sitting or we're just bullshitting, we're drinking, we're having a good time, and you're like, I should probably I should probably draw something, and you just you wander on off. Of course, it doesn't help when Red joins you. Yeah, Red's and off. then you two end up in this deep K hole of of. Whatever yeah, nonsense K-hole, you guys C-hole, are working on. A-hole, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah. so, <laughs> let me tell you this little story that right. just popped into my head Uh-oh. about G. Oh, so this memory actually showed up on my Facebook memories uh, oh. about two weeks ago. Okay. Now you're in trouble. From Walker Stalker Con. Oh. The so, one-time, one event. Yes. So I had a booth to promote RMC at Walker Stalker Con. Really? And I wanted to bring an artist with me, and, and I asked G, I said, hey, do you want to come and do some artwork and all this? This man shows up with an easel and a oh. piece of cardboard, and he sits there 
and starts drawing on this thing. And people are stopping left and right to look at what he's drawing on this thing. And he, <laughs> it, it, was, and it, it was an amazing piece of art. At the, end of the, at the end of the weekend, it was an amazing piece of art. It went to a great home, I think, that yep. weekend, too. Um, and it was, you know, it was just crazy watching him work. And people loved watching him work. And his, his art is just, it's, it's different. It's a, I like to think you have a mix of a couple different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, but your noir book is, is amazing. I have it up at home. It's on my wall. I love it. Thanks. It's great. I appreciate you I'm signing it for me. Oh. Um, but but oh. yeah, don't undersell yourself, man. Uh, your no. your artwork's great, and everybody. When I try, maybe yeah. Do. But sometimes me personally, I, I love your stick figure collection. Uh, thank it's, you. Uh, it's, I'm very proud of that. <laughs> it should be. It is. It, it's like posing matchsticks. I love it. it. It's very hyper realistic. Yeah. Yes. Stick figures. Yeah. So, how did you get into the art field? I mean, uh, was it like a passion? Was it was this just like I'm really good at this. I want to give it a go. How how did you get to to that? Point? Yeah, I mean, comic books was a game gateway. <clears throat> comic books and anime and cartoons. Um, you know, I think I rem- I, I vividly remember when I was 12. I was drawing on the floor, and I was thinking about like, what the hell am I going to do? You with just my find life? unique things to draw yeah, on: yeah, cardboard, yeah, homeless floor, people, yeah, the, exactly. floor. <laughs> the floor. <laughs> and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I was just kind of like, I'm stuck in Hawaii, where you know at the time the uh, the graduation rate wasn't that pretty high. Um, you know, there was a lot of drug use uh, around the place, a lot of fights and things like that. And I was like, I just want to get out of this Well, place. it's boredom. You've got such a small surface area yeah. and all those people crammed in there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's different, right? It's different when you grow up there versus when you visit. Right. So I just said, like, I don't know what I can do. And I was like, I'm literally drawing on something. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to be a comic book artist. So for the next four years, I devoted my life to becoming a comic book artist. And I found out how much comic book artists made. And I was like, no, nah, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually went into uh, graphic design. And that's kind of where it was like, okay, I'll, I'll get a degree in graphic design. I'll do commercial art. You know, uh, paid, paid way more money. And, um, yeah, I went to school for that. Uh, got to travel to different countries. Uh, lived in Korea for a while. Uh, graduated from high school there. Then went and studied in Japan for a couple of years. Studied some traditional Japanese art. Um, and then uh, finished my degree at the Savannah College of Art and Design. My sister lived out here. She's a pilot for Frontier Airlines when they were good. Right. Um, <laughs> when they're actually good airlines. And, um, yeah, my first job out of college was as a creative director for an ad agency, small ad agency up in Lakewood. And, uh, you know, it's paid my bills, uh, you know, bought me my house, you know, afforded me the luxuries that I have without having to worry too much. Right. But there's those days, you know, when I talk to my buddy Zach Howard, and I'm like, dude, man, I could have done this, right? <laughs> I don't know. Zach got in. He got out. He got in. Now he's like straddling the line. I don't. I don't know what Zach's story is these days. He has that rock star check, persona, man. But he does have that rock star persona. Yeah, I dude. gotta agree. No, I'm, I'm happy to stay in the background and you know being a part of something like RMC, helping Tim out. Like, yeah, I you know it's definitely rewarding. And you know you go to these larger cons, and it's, and sometimes it's great. You know you make sales. Um, you know that's what everybody's always concerned about when they're at these cons, especially as an artist. It's like, am I going to make my table? Am I going to make enough sales? You know, should I even come for next year? You know, with RMC, it's not, it's not a big, it's not that big of a stress because, you know, hey, I'm not trying to undersell or anything, but, you know, the prices for tables, they're not outrageous. You're not spending thousands of dollars on a table for a weekend. Ugh. And, you know, granted, we do have a very tight-knit community here in Colorado, but it's a great community to be around with. So yeah. even if you are just hanging out and drawing, at least you're around, you know, a great bunch of people to hang out with. And so, yeah, that's kind of, you know, my story in a nutshell. Yeah. And then we got Matt. 
Yes. The infamous Matt. Infamous is definitely a word. Matt, Miss, Miss, <laughs> Mr. McGig- McGiggle Cuddy. I, I, yeah, sure. You know what? You, you nailed it. We're getting in a shirt that says that. You understand that now. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be on the back. Yeah, we're going to get him a shirt that just says that on the back, you know. I love that. I like that, McGiggle, yeah. McGiggle Cuddy. Hey, man. You have, out of all of us here, probably the most unique job I have ever had the pleasure of knowing someone to do. You bring import games to events. And not just any import games. Sought after, A, that Mario Kart that you lug around. And that thing is a heavy beast. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. (laughs) I've seen Tim trash 10-year-olds on that with little regard for their feelings. And it's inspiring. You can definitely see the hotel manager in him just come right (laughs) out. Hotel manager. (laughs) I have to know, in your mind... What is the greatest import game of all time? Who? I could tell you. Okay, so of the imported games I have. Yes. The one I have that is the most sought after is my Dance Dance Revolution White Cat. Wow. Red even talks about your DDR, and she's gotten me caught up on the lingo. Yes. DDR, yes, sir. So she's all like, yeah, that thing, that thing is a beast, and she's afraid of it because of just how heated people get around that system. So that is so in the world of Dance Dance Revolution, there is a the finite line of the different versions and my white cab as it is known. Mm-hmm. White cabinet, right? Is because it was the first LCD um, you know high definition cabinet ever put out for Dance Dance Revolution. Before then, it had always been CRT oh, cabinets. Wow. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So that cabinet is special in that. Then on top of that is the fact that it is one of 50 that are privately owned in the United States. Oh. And it's the only one that actually travels around publicly. Huh. Wow. Look at you. So that is why it's it's very Hyping special. It I have... Nice. I, um, you fancy. I, so well, fancy. I mean, I, I. So one of the events we do. One of the events is, we do. Yes, it's called ETH. It's the Bitcoin conference here in Denver. If you want to meet some very unique personalities, I highly suggest going. Uh, they are on a different wavelength. However, the number one DDR player in the world is a guy named Chris Chike, and he is located out of California. Okay, and. Um, he, he has w- a belt and everything? Oh, d- d- he went over to Japan and schooled the Japanese players. Wow. It was... Jesus. There was wow. so much of an uproar because, you know, Japan is like, that's our game. And out comes this American and just destroys them. Wow. So I'm anyway, gonna, I'm gonna he... Google this guy soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. comes... <laughs> he, he came and, out. like, he found out... He was originally not going to go to the conference, but he somebody posted a picture from ETH of that white cab. Yeah, and he was like, "If somebody had told me, I would have been there. Oh. Like he would have flown out to this Bitcoin conference just, just to play the white cat. Wow! wow. <laughs> like it's like us going to like the Frazetta Museum or yeah. something like that. You know, like if I only knew, I would have been there. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know that that's the kind of the fun, unique things 
that you get to see. I've seen arcades all around the country, you know, for things. I mean, obviously the San Diego Comic-Con, the, the famous Tron party. I don't the know. The Tron party is, I was oh. just thinking about that. I just ordered Ooh. a new Tron shirt the other day, actually. And you should. And you know what? You and I, uh, you know, should you come with me along to San Diego, we will both go to that Tron party. It's the Flynn arcade shirt with the light cycles Ooh. coming up. It's it's very pretty, and I bought that with that in mind, actually. Okay. Yes. You no, know, it's... It's great. And, you know, American cabinets, they're great. We actually have a Dance Dance Revolution version. It's called Step Up uh, that people play. The poor, the poor man's version of Dance Dance Essentially. Dance <laughs> essentially. But, like, if you talk to the purists, right. it is DDR or nothing. Well, DDR or death. Yeah. Is there a cabinet or a system that you have always sought but always missed out on? Unfortunately, oh. I've never been able to find it, and they're very, very rare to get. But one of the most amazing games that Jap- the Japanese have ever come out with is Poogie Racing. And uh, Poogie Racing is essentially Mario Kart with pigs, and your controller is a pig model in front of you. Oh, that okay. you have to like the way you're emotioning. <laughs> <very quickly. laughs> I'm with G. I was, like, was kind of like, like yeah, where, is, where this, is this going? Zug zug. But you have to like. So with this, you have to like. You have to move it back and forth very carefully. And when you want to jump, you have to like lift the pig up. Oh. And like you know, and and like it is an amazing, amazing game. But like. You can never find them for sale. <laughs> wow. How many were ma- – is it a limited production? It's, it's all Japanese-made and probably about two, 3,000. Like, if you find one, wow. usually, like, one of the controllers is damaged uh-huh. or broken. So somebody fucked the pig, basically? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, you know. That pig is jacked up. Yeah, so, like, He's that – He's bacon. <laughs> I, w- I will say, like, one of my most proudest, like, recent acquisitions was my table flip game which is just straight-up rage. Um, the, the Japanese game is, it, it is called Chochobadai, but it's, you know, American translation, table flip. Okay. Your job is you, you get put into different scenarios, like you're a teacher in a classroom, a guy at a funeral, lady on her wedding, and, uh, you know, people do rude things in front of you on the screen. You have a little table in front of you. You just smack your fists on that table until you have this baseball bat up to the side and it raise it, you know, get it all the way up, and then you flip the table. You actually flip. I've done that at a couple of tabletop games. Yeah. I'm with it. Okay. So you actually flip the table, and then, like, the table, you know, virtually flips into the crowd, and you get, like, percentages of damage and everything else. It's an amazing game. Wow. And the one I bought uh, actually came, it was the first table flip to make it to the United States. It was originally housed in the Japanese arcade in Little San Francisco. Wow. You know, in Little Tokyo in San Francisco. Mm Mm-hmm. But they went under during the pandemic, and I was mm. able to liberate it. Yeah, <laughs> to get it back here. So that's another. It's like, like storming the Bastille. I yeah. love and it. And of course, like you know, like my most popular acquisition has definitely been that pair of Mario Karts. No, I get that. <laughs> so recently, uh, if you missed it, we did the RMC Anime Hangout, which yes. you were one of the critical pieces to, because I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm good with anime, but I'm up. I stop at like, 
mid 90s. Mm. I mean, I haven't really been into the anime thing. I mean, Ranma one half, I think, is like a masterpiece. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Miko Takahashi, but, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it com- yeah. Be- becomes Inuyasha because that they left to do that. And I'm like, you bastards. And how dare you? And I think Bubblegum Crisis is the greatest anime of all time next to Akira. So, I mean, I have my opinions, which are completely outdated. Sure. So you have this new generation that comes in. You are completely plugged in. Because your games were overran by attendees who were waiting in line to basically take a crack at what you had brought. Well, it wasn't just, like, me. I would like to also go ahead and give shout-outs to, like, my RMC team here. Uh, You know, uh, Tim... Angie, when we first came up with this, were um, like they went in, they did the research. We, you know, researched like what kind of things should we show, what kind of messages should we have, what kind of vendors did we need. And because of Tim and G, our attendees were primed to get in and play these games because what we sold it as is it was a hangout. Like we didn't want to go full convention. We didn't have this rigorous structure we just had a lot of cool events and in between you hang out right and that was like you know you know g was integral into really making that point settle home so everybody knew this wasn't going to be your atypical convention right i mean the only thing missing was cheeto dust and hot pockets because otherwise i think it would have been like a complete hit as i do believe they had hot pockets in the gift shop yes (laughs) (laughs) We need a hot pocket push cart, all right? A yeah. push cart? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. We could probably work something out with that. I think we could do that. Yeah. And we just have them walking around. I, I mean, but like I said, like because of how we had been able to establish what had happened at NMA Hangout, everybody was just so down to go with the immersion. Because that's what you really need from good conventions is immersion. Yes. You know, you, you got to buy into what is, the, what is the con actually trying to sell you. And, uh, you know, we, we sold a really good product. Like I said, the, uh, you know, we got to do a uh, Cat for Kids Mario Kart tournament. Everybody loved that. The games were unique. In fact, two of my cabs made their debuts mm. at Anime Hangout. Um, so that was, a, you know, a really big deal because uh, I had just gotten them in, like, the last month. So that was my first deployment. Some of, one of them took a long time because we had to update it. And when you update a cab when it's not supposed to be there... It gets tricky. (laughs) It doesn't like you. No, no, but we pulled it off. That was the beautiful part. But, um, you know, also G came up with all the anime lists because he's also plugged in, believe it or not. And then uh, Tim, Tim, like, really was kind of critical to making an efficient layout. It was a good layout. Yeah, it was a great layout. It was a really efficient layout. And he just kind of, like, you know, he made these decisions that made it feel, you know, big. Even though the space at the hotel, by most accounts, if you went to other venues, kind of small, but it felt enormous. Well, not only it. did it feel big, but it also felt, like, exclusive. Like, this was this was the place because you had it roped off. Nobody could just kind of leisurely walk into the area. This was an exclusive event that you wanted to be part of. And if you're not, then no. But we're, we're all are welcome, but you just can't just kind of, oh, what are you guys doing over here? No. See, and, 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 and I will say that uh, Nathan uh, from Cat for Kids was uh, very essential to warding off some of our non-ticket holders. <laughs> uh, his, his colorful demonstration of how to uh, reject those people were um, 
quite the sight to see. I enjoyed Wait, it. Are you getting Nate confused with me? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. See, the thing that was, was also Smurf. That was also there. Smurf. So the better part was, Smurf, Smurf you, you, have, you have had that ability for the longest time. Yeah, I want to go ahead and put that out there. But, yeah. and, and I'm not trying to take away from your fire Mm-mm. and abilities. Mm-mm. But um, when you all. weren't there. Nate stepped up. Nate stepped up. And he was, you know, he had his own brand that was just awesome. I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> he, is, he is very entertaining. I mean, I think, I think the, the premise behind the whole anime thing was we, when, when the three of us sat down and, and really talked about it, we wanted to bring something new. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what we all said is let's bring something new. There are some great anime conventions here in town. Okay. We don't want to be those. Okay. We wanted something different. We well, you wanted... don't want to repeat. Exactly. I mean, you know, what sets you apart from the next show? What sets you apart from this or that? Especially as we as we dive into um, what's – I'm trying to think of the, the correct term I want to use for this. Um, specialized shows. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you look into specialized shows, you know, um, like the Anime Hangout, that was an anime-specific show. That's really what we went for. It was – we wanted to provide content, fun, a, a full weekend of festivities and people, people doing what we called it, a hangout. You know, one of the best things I thought was, you know, on Saturday night, even after the vendor's room closed, the arcade was busy. The, you know, the, the, the showings and things like that were busy. But just the buzz in the, in the open atrium at that hotel was amazing it was great to go out there stand out there you know i was able to kick back have a drink and talk with everybody and you know everybody was out there just having a fun time hanging out enjoying enjoying the weekend and you know it it really brought a, a sense of like home family we're all here. We're having a good time. Well, and there was no lack of things to do, which was nice because you get to some of those cons, and I'm not naming cons. <clears throat> you know who you are. Where you, 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 you kind of do the lap. You do the lap, and then it's just basically just you, you, you sit out in the hall. You hang out. You loiter just because, well, you just spent all this money, and there's nothing else going on, and you already did the lap. So what do you do? And I think you answered that call very very precisely and very succinctly. Yeah, think about it because, you know, the way, going back to what Matt was talking about, the way that the, the con was laid out, the first thing you see is all the awesome video games. That are mm-hmm. And, you know, for what we're charging, you know, it's like $20 for the weekend. I mean, you can play all the video games you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you're not just stuck with like, okay, I blew all my money at the Artist Alley or, you know, we had some awesome vendors there, right? And, you know, my goal mm-hmm. was to make sure that we had, you know, distinct vendors there you know um, i was happy to bring in you know um uh modelist or japanese model shop in there and that was one of the things oh that my was really god good that those had, gundam right? guys broke at least three or four attendees i saw them walking out <laughs> yeah. with like it looked like yeah. one of those bad 70s uh christmas <laughs> movies where all you see is just boxes around the guy's head yeah. it looked like Lenny Who from Whoville on his way to you know deliver I, I the would, prizes. I would say I wouldn't say broke. I would say fulfilled. Fulfilled. Oh, <laughs> they were they were fulfilled to the gills. I believe at one time I saw a guy with a red wagon walking out of there full of yeah. Gundams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was nice to kind and of he see something like that. Yeah. And you know the the events that uh, you know Tim had kind of put together with uh, you know our friend uh, Heather after cosplay. 
mm-hmm. you know, making mm-hmm. tiny little totoros. And yeah, you know, it's like, you know, five bucks and you get to, you know, make a little chachki for yourself, a totoro. But it was great. I mean, I brought my family there. The girls loved it. Yes, they did. The cosplay contest. Now, again, I'm not 100% sure, but didn't Nate say that, like, well, that was one of the largest cosplay contests? Yeah, uh, we, had a, we had an amazing turnout. And yeah. we had we had... You know, beginners to there was some professional cosplayers. There were some professional cosplayers <laughs> that were there. Um, I, w- there I would say, and and some some of the most amazing costumes. That's one thing you're always going to get at an anime convention mm. is some amazing costumes, right. a- and and they spend a lot of time on it. But the costume contest was was just great. It, we had a lot of people, you know, in the adult category even, which was really good to see. We get a lot of kids, and we I do. and I love that. There's nothing more than watching a little kid get up on stage and, and act out that he's this character or that character, like, you know. Do the action pose. Yeah, do the action pose. Or, you know, to me, that that's what these shows are about, and yeah. that's what it should be about. Yeah, and then we had, like, impromptu. Who was the guy that just, like, after the whole event, like, oh, I'm going to donate, you know, a gift card or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. just just to someone that was in the, uh, yeah. the audience. It's <laughs> a random. Like, rando. Like, we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that one cosplay that looked like Aerith from Final Fantasy VII. And, oh, my yeah. God. she I'm a living embodiment. And she was like, this is my first time trying. And I'm like, damn, you got skills. That is impressive your first go. I, I am one of the things I am most proud of. And this, this is, in all seriousness, is when I hear that from somebody saying, this is my first show, whether it is art or bending right. or cosplay at any, and I and, and we'll get to that a little bit mm-hmm. later, any dun, RMC dun, dun. show is is amazing to me. That, that, that to me is great that they took a chance, that we provided them a venue, we provided these people uh, a safe place to, to go out there and try. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I encourage even I, exactly. We encourage everybody. I mean, I, I try to walk the floor and talk to everybody at yeah. every show. How's your show going? How's your show going? You know, um, you are the ambassador. You are the pretty one. Yeah. <laughs> out of all of us, you are definitely the pretty one. Oh, thank, thank <laughs> you. Oh. <laughs> um, but it, it but it but it to me, it, that is really what the shows are about. It, it's about bringing these people and letting them know, hey, look. You you can do this, and we have talent. You can you can show it here. Yeah, you know we've had artists that may not even fit in at a certain show that come out and go, I did really good, better than I thought. Okay, we great. had the one guy who I like was totally yeah. pushed because I ran into him at another con, and I'm like, okay, you need to do the the anime hangout because he does these custom wands. And I'm like, if you're not a hit in an anime con, I mean. Yeah, I, I think it's time to rethink it. And he went in there and killed it. He was like, "This was this was great. Totally hit the cheap seats." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I want to hear." I yeah. mean, that's what we want to do is provide a, a a different alternative, something that's a little bit less overhead for somebody to set up at. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's really what we try to do. And and that's our our setup going forward on on everything. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, no, no I was going to say, I think one of the things that makes us different for right now, again, it's just a relaxed place. We're not, we're not blowing a ton of money bringing in celebrities. We're not bringing in voiceover artists. I mean, yes, there are other cons that do that. You know, at the end of the day, we just wanted to just show some anime, you know, hang out on a weekend, mm-hmm. get some you know, decent food, play a lot of great video games, and interact with some people. That's all. Hang out. Just hang out. Let, yeah. us, let us also not say, like, you know, but the VIP of the bar. 
which was the vodka cran or no, sorry, <laughs> the sake cranberry. Yeah. Sake the adult cranberry. beverages were great. You, yes. you, you have myself and my wife hooked on these. Now. I know. So I just wanted so. to I just wanted to say, but that that actually was a a concoction put together by the bar, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, which we, we we have already killed our glasses. Yeah, we yes, we have. We have. And I just I just wanted to point out like how much of a hit because that's the kind of like we also bring like a little bit of specialization to kind of give like. You know, I, I keep harping on this, but the immersion that we were able to bring. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. you come in, you watch the anime. Uh, you know, we had we had anime running while you guys were building the Totoro's. Yep. You know, in there with the uh, the show. I I would have to say, um, probably my favorite part about the cosplay contest was that uh, you know even though we had record turnout, every single person got up there. And was able to talk about you know how they made their costume to the crowd right. to the crowd yes. to the crowd. It was standing room only. In oh yeah, everybody and and, and um, I think that I think the judges had a hard time. Yes, because there was a lot of good. Oh, people. there yeah, they, was, they, there was they had to leave the room, take some time. Yeah, yeah. they did. But you know what? Yeah. Everybody in there after it was done, it was all smiles because yeah. I think yeah. that they all got to have their moment, and yeah. that's one of the important things about these smaller shows that we do. Yep. is that people can create their moments. Because, I mean, you know, you guys have all been to the big shows. Mm-hmm. You're washed away by a sea of people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think even in, in some of those bigger shows, when you go to their costume contests, you know, you don't get to talk about your costume. You get you walk out on stage. They you're play up, some you're down, music, spin you're around. Down. Yep. yep. You, you had to do that behind closed doors with the judges. You know, mm-hmm. the, the people in the audience didn't get to see it. And right. Um. And, and that's encouraging, which I'm kind of excited about what we have coming up next. Because you have taken this platform, you have built upon it, and you have made it better. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, 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 I have absolute think we, yeah. faith in this. If you do want to see more about the anime hangout, we do have a video that uh, Tim will post up. Um, compliments of my creative team, Vadim and uh, myself, who, he, who put a nice little video together for it. It's you. amazing. It really is. It's Vadim great. is great. But now comes the time. The announcement, the one thing that everyone is looking forward to, an actual comic-driven con. There are no sports cards. There are no celebrities. There are no distractions. It is comic books and nothing but. Nothing but comic books. That that is, that is the key for this show. Um, the R the RMC Collector Showcase, June fifth, um, at the Embassy Suites, Denver Stapleton. Um, it is you know built for collectors by collectors. That that show is straight up. If you're looking for a book, I'm gonna probably say it's gonna be sitting in that room. We have. I mean, we have heritage heritage auctions going to be there. Harley Lee's going to be there. I mean, we've got some of the we've got some of the top vendors in the United States that are going to be setting up at this show, bringing some of the best books that you will ever find. It, it is a a collector's dream to be able to walk through there and see some of these books that are going to be sitting there. I, I'm just floored right now with with what we're doing and how we're setting it up, and it's going to be amazing because. I know Harvey. I have bought actually some a number of good books from that man. Yes. He has such and I don't know how he keeps finding these damn things cuz I want to I want to go there and get them before he does, but the man has such an amazing pull and and, and just oh, yeah. So many good books. It, it's crazy, you know, 
Colorado's a tough place to find good collection. Well, it and, really you know, and we were talking about this because <laughs> it was like one of the things that all of us agreed on. As far as trying to find anything in the rough in Colorado is difficult because this community is so laced with collectors and and just I don't want to say plastic poachers, but I mean they, you've yeah, got them I mean, out there and you've got speculators and all sorts of you crazy got like what so this, crap this going comic on book company that's based out of here. Yes, you know, so <laughs> we'll remain unnamed, but we all know who we're talking about. Yeah, we do, <laughs> and they do their best to make sure that there might be something left on the peg. Might, <laughs> but you got to catch that Walmart guy. You can always oh find a Lando. God, that really messed with me. Um, <laughs> you're fine. There's uh, always a Lando there. For there some is Oh, reason. yeah, Lando is the peg warmer yes. this year. Yeah, that is it. Is that uh, it? But, but so you, you're doing the comic thing. Yeah, we're doing the comic thing. Now, and I, I'm involved, in, and I'm going to mm-hmm. ask this question just because I'm going to stay objective. Do you think yeah. there are too many comic, cons, comic collector-driven things going on now? Uh, you know, I don't think there is, and, and here's why. Because if you look at if you look at the other things, they're pop culture cons. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let, let's call them what they are. Let's call them what they, they are. They really are, and they're great, and they're great shows. I love them. I I enjoy going to them. Right. But you know when you when you start looking at the collectors and you're spending a hundred dollars to get in, a hundred dollars on an autograph. Where's that Where's that money to get into collecting? Where's where's the rest of that money coming from? Right. There's it's not there, and that that's where you run into a problem. So if you can provide a space for those collectors, the people that really want to get a book, somebody that's I'm looking for that X Men number twelve. <laughs> okay, I'm looking for that first Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze. Get yeah, sitting right I, over I'm, there. I'm I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at him right now. Right. Um. You know, those are those are the things that are, are, you know, harder and harder to find nowadays. They are drying up. And as funny as, as I've been researching in collections that we have acquired recently, um, the research has led me to the fact that raw books are becoming a scarcity. Mm-hmm. That uh, if it, the number of slabbed versus raw on bid and for sale uh-huh. is starting to... Yep. Is starting to wane, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's very—it's a very interesting trend. And I'm waiting to see how this affects the future. Because I honestly right. could say, if you're going to keep going this way, I could see a raw book now soon becoming more valuable than a slabbed, right. um, because who knows what it could be? Exactly, and very there's much that potential. True. It's like an unopened box of cards. You right. don't know what's in there. You know, there's a chase. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. If you had an original box of Pokemon like Team Rocket. How much is that freaking worth? Versus, mm-hmm. well, it's opened in two piece. Two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> ah ah ah. But and then of course you've got <laughs> like the newsstand edition. <laughs> you've got the newsstand edition, the direct edition, and you're starting to see these yeah. these yeah. clear lines now are starting to form, you, you, and it's very interesting. It, it's so true. I mean, look at look at what's going on in the community right now. Newsstand versus direct. Okay, but then let's throw a caveat in there. Mark Jeweler. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, what's what? How do they work? You know, why is a newsstand worth more? Well, because you could you tore off the cover and sent it back and got your money back if it didn't sell. Yep. At the newsstand. So how many of those comics were ruined? You know, right. Mark Jewelers. You know, it, a lot of people don't realize where that comes from. You know, and and they really were 
the ones that were sent to the military guys. They are. You got That's the mark, where it came from. You got the Mark Jewelers. You got the Marvel coupons. Yep. Which is value stamps. Value stamps. Just the small little section yep. in the comic. And it's towards the end, but it's very – if you didn't know to look for it, you wouldn't expect it to be missing because it's in this weird little space in the middle of the page almost at the end of a book. And you would not expect – and if you don't know that this comic had it in the beginning – a lot of the times when you're buying something, you don't even think to ask, does it have the stamp still in it? And a lot of people are like, stamp? What's stamp? This is a comic book. So let me let me, let me me explain to you. <laughs> let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Now, sit down, boy. Sit, you sit down now. Now, I'm going to tell you about the comic book. About the comic book. Exactly. It, it, it's crazy. And, I mean, the deeper you go into collecting comics, you learn more and more yeah. about this. And it... It's it's crazy. I love to sit and talk about it, and that's why we really wanted to do a show that was very very comic heavy. It, right. it, that that's what this show is. This is, you know, I I've heard for years when I doing RMC from people. Oh, we need an old school comic book. Oh, we need an old school comic book show. Oh, we need an old school comic book show. Well, we're giving you one. We're yeah. giving you one. You know, well, yeah. I mean, going back to your original question, you know. All these cons that we're attending now, comics is an afterthought. It's mm-hmm. it's not it's not forefront, and at least with this show, that's all it is. Which yeah. the yeah. irony, of course, is many of them still call themselves so it's comic cons, right? Comic exactly, cons. right. Well, and it's funny because um, I don't know how much dealings you guys have had with Rich, the creator of Drawbox, and like one of his first questions yeah. about any con is how comic focused is this comic con? Mm-hmm. Air quotes, right? Uh, and it's very interesting because he he has a very interesting perspective on the world of collecting and the world of comics and just because of yeah. his focus with the drawer boxes and all of that. So it's very it's very particular and he's all about um, comic preservation and moving forward yeah. to try and preserve these comics that are still in the raw and how do you take care of them without being slabbed? You don't want to spend the money or however you want to go about it. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Nice. Yeah. I mean, for me, like comics came, came – I came across comics because, you know, we had an open-air uh, dump, right, a garbage dump. Oh, okay. And basically, you know, people would just throw away everything there. Oh. And, you know, there it was, you know, Fantastic Four number – what was it, 152, I think. And, yeah, there's a whole slew of comics. And from there, I went ahead and, you know, picked them all up. And, uh, you know, I was a little kid reading these comics. And, you know, flash forward today, you know, Tim and I were, were talking about collecting. And, uh, you know, he's telling me, you know, I got upset. when I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stealing your story here. But, you know, this guy, you know, he has like, oh, you bought all this thing as a con. And his little girl, you know, was just looking at some books and asked, you know, Daddy, can I have these? And she's like, no. And, you know, Tim was like, screw this. You, you can have these books. You know what I mean? Now, yes, Tim yep. is a crack dealer. Yes, yes we know. That. The first, the first <laughs> one is free. One hundred and ten percent. But at the same time, you know that's the, I, that's something that I find admirable too, because you know, yeah, it's great to see kids get into it, and especially it's great to see little girls, you know, get into comic books and comic book collecting as well. Well, when I think of like reading and how, yeah, quickly how that yep. accelerated ones, because they're using words in there that you're like. What the hell does that mean? You know, yeah. and it, it, Spider-Man was like the perfect example because, you know, the early Stan Lee books, he was throwing just technical terms oh. and that's how I learned to read. Terms. Exactly, and it I'm wasn't like written, it wasn't dumbed for, down for no, people. No, it wasn't, and that was like I had beautiful. to go literally look in a dictionary to figure out like what does this word mean? Exactly, yeah, because yeah. I, I have no idea. So, what's the the Grail book? 
I don't know anymore. You know, I used to be a big fan of uh, Kevin McGuire's run on um, Justice League. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I finally... Uh, you yeah. completed it, didn't you? I completed you? it. <laughs> yeah, I did complete it. Um, you know, I'm actually kind of going back to looking at, over some uh, Legion of Superhero books. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I can't really think of that Holy Grail book off the top of my head. Everybody says, you know, number one this, number one that. All right. But, you know, there's there's certain books, you know, like Crisis of the Infinite Earths and all that. Plus, but I think you know, just uh, you know, check out some run. Uh, probably the first appearance of Matter Eater Lad. That's the one I'm looking really? for. Really? Right yep. Wow. That's okay. my okay, that's, that's my obscure that superhero. That is, is Matter Eater Lad. <laughs> Tim. Iron I Man think 55. I, yeah, I was going to say Iron Man 55. Yeah, I w- that's the next one on my list. I I want the first Thanos. Okay. It, it's a you know that's the book I'm looking. at. You know, I've seen a couple. Uh, we know it's starting to go down in price a little bit. Right. Um, so I've just kind of been biding my time, you know, now as, as the movies move on. But that's that's my next one on my list is is, is the 55. I, I want to get that one in the collection. Well, I mean, it, first Thanos, first Drax, first Blood Brothers, <laughs> first uh, uh, f- uh, Grandfather. Man, they know. really yeah. threw a lot out. There, there yes. was, that, that was, was everything. That was everything. That All was right. a big one. All right. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, my wife is the uh, comic book collector. <laughs> comic book connoisseur? Oh, yeah. I mean, she, you know, I, <laughs> we we went to a recent show where, you know, Tim and G is there, and she's just rifling through Tim's collection being like, and this, and this, and this. <laughs> and I come back, and she's like, oh, yeah, i got to pay for these. And I'm like, oh, you didn't yeah. just steal yeah. them? <laughs> Matt, Matt's like, I'm ready to go. And you know, she's like, like, well, yeah. you got to pay for this first. And she pulls out this big stack yeah, of books no, just like, that ah, she had gone through Tim, all the boxes I that so I had at the, the booth. Remember that crack dealer comment already comes yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. First one's free. I will say that, like, you know, I, I wasn't really a comic book reader, except I, I have one. There's one comic book I have. And okay. It's the, it's the Topps collection of Ray Bradbury, signed wow. by Ray Bradbury. That's, that's kind of cool. That's I gotta, actually yeah, really that's cool. cool. That's I unique. Know, that's really nice. So that's, I like that. Yeah, like, that's something I've had since I've been six years old. That's it's in terrible impressive. condition. Like, yeah. You wouldn't even Who get it. Who cares? Like, uh, it's yours. Yeah, but like I, I obviously I took it out and read it. That was my first mistake. Uh, like, no. Okay. There, there, I got to replace rags that I yeah. loved thoroughly. That I'm going yep. back now and like I really need a new one because I read the shit out of this and yes. I, I do. Not, I'm not apologetic about that at yeah. all. No. Yeah, but like you know, just having that was like something special, especially when you later on find out about just like how prolific Ray Bradbury was. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and like somehow somebody got a, a signed comic book for me by him. Yep. So <laughs> it's so then. I can honestly say this, and this is probably the only time I've been able to say this. Comic books to your spouse is an acceptable gift. Oh, 110%. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and tell you guys, you know, like at San Diego Comic-Con, um, and I have so many weird stories from that show, because uh, I have been a vendor on that floor. And the word insanity, and if you want top dollar collectors, that's where you're going to find Yes. Uh, there's people there selling models for $15,000, and they'll sell out of them day one. Yep. Jesus. Cash in hand, guys just come up and, yep. you know, Funko Funko Pops, they bring in an entire semi-trailer of Funko Pops. They sell them all out. The next day they bring in another trailer. Jeez. It's just, that's, 
That's how bad. And all of those are won on a lottery system on top of all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the like fact that you have to play a lottery to buy Yeah, them. like just, just to get them. Yeah. And, and so you, you meet these people, but you also find some of the most unique things. Now, my, my wife's favorite character is Harley Quinn. She loves Harley Quinn. Even though Harley Quinn was not even in the original comics, she was actually an animated character that then translated right. to mm-hmm. comics. Yep. Um, and there was a guy across from us at the most latest San Diego that was physically there, so 2019. And he had a book of essays built around Harley Quinn's transition from animation to comics Hmm. and how they were going to actually handle breadth and depth of her character outside of just, you know, an Osmosis Jones-type situation where she falls in a vat and then has to deal with it, (laughs) you know. No, there was actually strategic planning. It's an excellent issue. Not just the animated number eight, but there is, like, the actual first appearance of the Harlequin um, graphic that is uh, Alex Ross cover. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, like, but you didn't think about that. You didn't. You know, Nobody they, thought about it. People people were just trying to put so, – they were like, Joker needs a girlfriend. How do we do that? <laughs> like yeah. – yeah. What? Yeah. Why what does, does he need the a Joker having a girlfriend look like? Mm. Yeah, like what does it do? And now, now she's rejected the Joker. Yes, you know, the natural later, things. You know, and you know, then toxic relationships. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Toxic yeah. relationships, and yeah. you know, and, and all that. But, but that's the the great thing I, I think about comics is as you've read them over time, um, and then you know, of course, like looking at the old serials to now, is how every single comic company has allowed their characters to evolve. While mm-hmm. still keeping their core, the foundation yes. still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the great things why collectors love it is because there is a transformation over time, an evolution of the character. Absolutely, you yeah. know, and 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 how you see and perceive, and you know what issues were important to them back then and now, and yep. you know. Well, well let's it, let's pose the question though to you, sir. Yes. So, so what's that Grail book that you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, besides Garfield number one. You know, I I, uh, I don't really have one. I mean, the one I'm looking for currently is the first Black Adam, which is what, Shazam number, Shazam family number 12? Wow. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only one I'm really kind of hunting after. Other than that, I finally got my, I replaced my Thor 166. Yeah, you just you just did that. Which I just did that one, which is the first high evolutionary. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. There is there is one that I'm looking for that's out of a collection uh, that I want, uh-huh. and it's Man Thing number one because the speculator in me and the fact that I just like Man Thing. He's a lump of grass, and he just he burns people. I like that. I really do. And Which always, seems antithetical to what he actually is, <laughs> <laughs> right? But Burning grass. I, there, there's this, there's this beautiful man thing number one in this collection that Tim and I have acquired that I'm really kind of eyeing. That I'm nice. like, I'm like, okay, I, I really. So when you see you acquired, does that mean that's something that you guys are going to flip, or is it so in a back alley? So in a back alley, yeah. <laughs> some illicit deals have happened. No. Names were, were traded, but they weren't real names <laughs> to protect the innocent. Part of what we do is we do RMC collectibles, and, and we do um, buy, sell, trade comics. Um, there is a lot of times that there's stuff in collections that we would like in our personal collection, mm-hmm. and, and that's taken into account when we buy a collection or, or we work on a collection with somebody is um, 
is there, you know, if there's something in our collection we, that we want for our, our PC, we take that into account. We look at it and say, okay, you know, can we make enough here to cover <laughs> right. keeping this book? So I, I, have um. to, I have to tell a small aside here. So I have a neighbor of mine who has a massive comic collection. <laughs> yes. He's looking yes. to move it on. And uh, I, I just told him, you know, I got these two guys, you know. I got these Tim, two guys. Tim and Smurf. <laughs> I got a couple loves, guys. Who loves pay this a visit. stuff? <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe like a drug dealer. <laughs> Listen, they, they come so in, they'll make sure they it's They come in, they clean this stuff. You'll never <laughs> know. <laughs> anyway, so like, uh, but when they, when they came over, um, my neighbor told me that he felt so great talking to them because the knowledge base of what they were actually looking at matched what he knew and that put him at ease about even talking about the collection because nice. you know you you bring in these two guys into your home you've never <laughs> met them before this guy has comic books strewn throughout the house Everywhere. he's not he's in a tri level and th- and like two levels are two consumed. of the three <laughs> levels are nothing but <laughs> comics stacks of comics <laughs> you know and, and 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 these are all repeats like he has he has all the multiples. Oh yeah, yeah. like he, he, so he wouldn't let me near his Spider-Man collection. Wow. So his, he has he has everything in Amazing Spider-Man except one and five. five. Oh, he yeah. has everything. I don't else. have a double of five either. I checked. Wow. He has wow. everything else. Yeah. And it was incredible. But like just bringing them over, they were able to sit there. They talked to him. Like he had some. He had some good stuff. He had some. Some stuff that were, you know, basically Tim was like, well, it's going to be the 50 cent bin. And that's also where I hand out, like, you know, the crack comics to get the kid mm-hmm. to come back later on. But there's some fines in there. There's some keepers. There, there was. But, there, yeah. but what I, you know, essentially what I'm saying, though, is that, you know, you guys have really known your stuff enough to impress a fellow collector enough to really want to talk to you guys. Which you, is, mind, you guys which just nice. didn't find a person and just... You know, offer them like lowballed and then open up no. your own shop based on that. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, t- Tim did not wow. bring any scales, yeah. no. <laughs> and he did not try to. Uh, he did not try to go by the pound. Yes, yeah. which is nice. Nice. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably t- going to cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, I had to. The yeah. Grail is a very good question, and I don't. I don't know. I mean, the one thing I am missing that I would probably eventually have to get. Is an amazing fantasy fifteen. I have a oh, complete. Okay. I have a complete Spidey. I have a complete Green Lantern. I have a complete um, X Men. Uh, I'm close on Batman, but damn, when you start getting in the one hundreds and two hundreds, it's it's tough. It's oh, tough. All right, now the question is who pay who played Green Lantern better, Scooby Doo or Ryan Reynolds? Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. I, I, I was I was gonna say Dynamite. And I'm, a, um, <laughs> and I, and I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan, but uh, yeah. gee, there was a miss. Yes. I, I don't I don't really think it was Ryan Reynolds so no. much as it was the uh, source material as it was presented. I, I was I was gonna say um, what's his name from Firefly voicing the character on the animated series. Wait, uh, Alan Tudyk. No, Nathan. Um, Nathan Fillion. Nathan 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 Fillion. Fillion. Okay, Nathan Fillion. You know I. I love Nathan. I love Alan. It was <laughs> hilarious that I realized the other day I was playing uh, Halo 3 ODST. Oh, yeah. And, and they're both on there. Yeah, you know, all I can sit there and think of. <laughs> Nathan's like the principal character in that. Yes, yes, he is. And Alan mm-hmm. Tudyk is just one of his soldiers. Just he a just grunt. can't get anything right. No. Anything. <laughs> just ends up blowing himself up. I mean, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. I honestly don't. I can say that I have a lot of what I have ever looked to acquire. Hmm. Yeah. 
But I think that's most collectors. I mean, they all have a grail book. There's something Mm -hmm. they're always looking for. I don't think any collector stops looking. No, I I never stop looking because you know what? Mm -hmm. And that's 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 the point. When I get when I don't want to look anymore, I'm done. I think it's time to call it because I'm not finding that that joy. The thrill of the hunt is is a big part of it for me. Mm -hmm. I could I could spend hours hours just going through a a store box you know at shows boxes and boxes of comics i can spend hours doing that yes well g and i had this exchange the other night offline and i was asking him about a transformer because if anyone had it it was going to be him and it was he's all like what why don't you just go to this group and i'm like well that takes all the fun out of the hunt i just figured if you had it i could just buy it from you this is the guy who just says like yeah go to this discord (laughs) (laughs) right no no no. he's just like go to this discord say the following phrase you'll get contacted by a guy named manny he'll know so yeah yeah, g and i are going back and forth he's looking things up uh, and he's like oh what about this and i'm like well yeah i already know about that but this is the one you want to and then it was just like this great conversation g and i had about just reveling in transformers together it's great yeah i i would say that you know, I, I'm a media guy. I wasn't really much of a comic book guy. But, Nothing wrong with that. No. You know, but the but the media side of me always made me more excited to see the toys because you know that was basically the media incarnate, right? right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you get the the GI Joes. Yeah. You get the see, and I'll well, go that, hours on GI Joe. Oh, I know you easily. Will. And that's a good segue in what we're going to talk about next. But just kind of remind everybody, Comic Collector Showcase is happening when June fifth. At the Embassy Suites, uh, Denver Gateway, or sorry, Denver Stapleton. So that would be is it Central Park? Four Central Park. Denver, sorry, we've, yeah. we've yeah. had to change the name again. Yeah. So it's Denver Central Park at 4444 Havana Street. North Havana. North Havana. North yeah, Havana. so you get it right. Because <laughs> if you do yes. south, you're going to go to the other side of town. <laughs> uh, North Havana, um, right off I-70 in Havana Street, big seven-story building, can't miss it. Parking's free. Yes, parking is free. So, as much as we love the shows that, you know, we already know about, I mean, because the Collector Showcase, in all of its magnificence, is fine. But we know people that want to know more. They are greedy nerds, and they want more. They feel they deserve more. So, let me ask you, what more can you give them? Well, in July... We have uh, RMC is going to be presenting the first ever Christmas in July toy show. Oh, it's like Christmas come early. Right. (laughs) And so we talked about collectibles. We talk about, you know, uh, figures. Uh, There's a lot of. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's an action figure. It's an action figure. It's a collectible. It's not a toy. It's an action figure. And how often, G, have you had to correct people on the the exact language usage. Oh, I don't. I don't. You don't. I don't. If you they want they want to call the, it you're, you're they want to call it toys, they want to call it, you know, whatever, you know, but at you're the end the of the day. But see, here's the man. thing. At the end of the day how they identify it is is it's it's as irrelevant. Long as they enjoy yeah. it. Exactly. That, I'm not here. I'm you, not that you can gatekeeper. Call it whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Collectible toy yeah. action figure. Um, actually, can check their asses at the door. Okay. No, 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 here's my question. Okay. Yeah. You have quite, you know, according to everybody in this yeah. room, you have 
quite the collection. I do, unfortunately. Now, the co- <laughs> now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow a little bit from Big Bang Theory here. Yeah, right? sure. And, uh, how Which many is the of fake nerd show. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're borrowing from Community, then I would. No, no. How ma- how That's many my nerdiness coming out right there. <laughs> how many of these do you have doubles of so that you can take one of them out of the box. Most of them. The majority, the, more, the majority of the things that I collect, I always buy two. At least two. Because as, as they said in, uh, mm-hmm. as, as Kelly, yeah. you know, uh, I, I can't even say her last name. Penny? Well, Penny's in the show, but yes. the actress, Kelly. Oh, Kelly Kokoro? Yeah, that yes. one. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, she Quoco? she always, like, Quoco. her famous line Quoco. in that one is, uh, you know, because she was making some illusion to her losing her V card, but she basically says, like, it was always fun to take something out of the box and play with it. Ah, uh, interesting. <laughs> gotcha. I That'll mean, be the tagline. It's always fun to take something out of the box. Always fun to take it out of the box and play with it. In fact, I think that's, uh, I think we just discovered the, uh, the tagline <laughs> yeah, for the show. Yeah, take exactly. it out of the box. I mean, to Good be job. fair, my days of buying two to shred one yeah. and keep one new have, have long since gone just because... I have played in that that toy sandbox multiple times, yeah. and it's always come back to bite me in the bum. Yeah, really. Yes. Well, I, I think that you know, once again, when we discuss doing multiple shows, and, and we've got more coming, guys. More coming. There, you you want you want the news? We're I gonna do give want the it news. all to you tonight. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna spill it all tonight to everybody of what we've got planned for this year and and the years going forward. There, who knows? But you know. We thought we're doing comics. Let's do toys. And I think there's a shortage of toy expos, events in this town. And as we said that there was actually two in the past couple. Yeah. But no, I, I think the the challenge though is, you know, today's collector. And we talked about the hunt, right? We talked mm-hmm. about the hunt and things. It, it's interesting now because. I've become part of all these different Facebook groups now, right, or online t- groups that that's specifically what they're trying to do is, like, they'll go to Target, they'll go to Walmart, they'll shoot shots. It's like, hey, this is here. Anybody mm-hmm. looking for it? And then you get into the whole scalp, you know, the scalpers that will, you know, basically buy everything off the shelf and then, you know, want to sell it for three times the, more. The tour. plastic poachers is plastic what, poachers, what yeah. we uh, started to refer to them as. Yeah, and know? it's the hunt. I mean, again, yeah, it's sad, like, you know, through – Millions of years of evolution, you know, we would go out and try to hunt for food to provide for our family. We don't have that anymore, no, right? Now we hunt for toys. Now we hunt for toys, yeah. To fill our Classic chests. poachers is, yeah, definitely. Yeah, to feel like, feel like a man of some sort. But what's really challenging now is because of the price of inflation, right? You right. know, things are going up. Figures that used to cost $10 are now 30 to $40, $50 now. Yep. So you'll see a lot of people getting out of the collection and very – and. Uh, specifically targeting on a specific line or a specific toy maker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is be the opportunity for a lot of collectors to kind of come out and exhibit what they have, what they what they uh, want to get rid of. You know, I have way too many wrestling figures, and that was kind of like my big thing was, you know, right. yeah, a lot. I mean, some from a lot. A lot. Like ridiculously like, a lot? Ridiculously a lot. I mean, there, <laughs> there are some that there are some here in Colorado that have, you know, more than I do, which is, gr- which is incredible scary. too, which is, yeah, it's scary. Um, yeah, my basement is a sight to behold because it is literally like a toy shop down there. Um, but it you comes don't to have the, the point. one I'm looking for. What the hell? Well, again, it's specific, right? For me, yes. it's been Marvel Legends, uh, uh, trans- okay. some Transformers, uh, a lot of wrestling figures, and uh, anything with awesome articulation, you know, I'll pick up. Um, Dude, those early Spawn figures. They're interesting. Yeah, Very I still have the, I still have the mm-hmm. first Spawn figure, the Hamburger Head Spawn. Mm. 
um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I have. And, you know, what's crazy is that people will ask for something. And I'm going through boxes. Yeah. Like trying to find it, you know. You're loose, like, I remember loose. this was somewhere. Yeah. Well, comics? especially with the loose figs. I mean, loose figs now people oh. are paying an insane amount for loose figs. Loose figs are almost going for the same price as carded figures. Yeah. Which is nuts, nuts to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Because it's like, hmm. like for instance, down you'll notice down over there, there's yeah. a Max. Yeah. With the extra yep. is Exactly. And that caught my eye as soon as I walked in. It's like, I wonder if you'll notice that this was missing. The question, <laughs> yeah, and the question I had was shred it or not to shred it because yeah. the price these days for the shredded is almost equal to what what it is on the car. Yeah, I know, I know. People make fun of that movie, you know, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, where, you know, he basically sold all his toys for what, but it's literally happening. Yes, people yeah. will have collections, yep. and they'll be selling it. I mean, I was surprised at some of the figures that I sold that were – you know, uh, I think what a 2010 WWE figure, right? Three hundred dollars, and then another one that I sold at RMC was five hundred, and people were just like, boom, boom, boom. You know, they were they were happy to pay that price. See, and there's stuff, and and here's the other side of it, and and Tim and I have read into this because you have collectors that aren't ready to part with the collection. Sure, like I know if I pulled out my Jason Wield Warriors, right? Collection. Wow. Okay. <laughs> nice. I know, and, and even the Centurions. I got. Wow. The, I got complete yeah. monsters, and and figures. Those are good with all of the gear. Yeah. The Sectars. Yep. With, Sectars. Oh yep. my God. Those, those are great. They were all great figures and toys, but I don't know if I'm at that level where I'm even ready to get rid of them. Yeah. But. I know that I could get a decent price for. It. So yeah. it's just like this interesting scale that you fight. Yeah. I mean, for me, like. Action figures were, you know, the platform that I used to learn how to draw, right? right. So I'd pose them, draw them. Well, and I'm sure you know. that helps from an artist standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And so that's why the opening was, was such an important. And for me, you know, as you see technology get better and better and better, I'm okay with, you know, getting rid of some of these inarticulate action figures that I have, especially some of the older. The in-action figures? In-action figures. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, they're, you know, they're nice little plastic statues to have around. And there is a huge market for people that collect statues. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not my, my thing. So I'm more than happy to kind of get rid of some of these things and invest it into some of the newer pieces or, you know, just, you know, sell it off for what they're worth. And it, I mean, it's a fine thing. There's definitely <laughs> – Again, I, I I always learn such nerdy things from my neighbors. Yeah. Um, and one of my neighbors has the, one of the most uh, iconic um, Star Wars characters that is only seen on screen for five seconds. And is Wilro Hood. Oh. So if you I was going to go with Bomar Monk, but okay. Good so Wilro Hood is uh, in in Empire Strikes Back. As people are evacuating, you will see. A, uh, a man in the background running away with an ice cream maker. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I didn't you, know they had ice cream makers. You, you laugh, but yeah. there's, there's a story that's evolved from this character. Oh, interesting. So anyways, he runs away with the ice cream maker, and as it turns out, my neighbor has his action figure. Wow. They made one for a character that was in the Star Wars universe for five seconds. Wow. So now... The ice cream maker, so in uh, Mandalorian, when they put the case down and they open it up, yeah. that's the ice cream maker. Yeah, okay. So now it has been a quest of people that go to Celebration, that do the movies, mm-hmm. that the ice cream maker at some point has made an appearance. The ice cream maker has basically become its own wow. character at this yeah, point. Yes. It's, like the, it's, like, it's like that piece of history that mm-hmm. kind of makes its way back. It's like, you know, like... Uh, 
in the last Star Wars movie, yeah. you know, they had to, they they finally gave Chewie his medal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is that is one hundred percent a fan like That's a total grumble. fan service. Yeah. yeah, it was fan service. It, I mean like the, you know, like yeah. they had to do it. But like yeah. that but but knowing that for five seconds and he has his own action figure yeah. yep. is incredible. Well, and it's funny because the the collector world is so fickle because Back to the Future is a food processor on the back of the DeLorean. Ghostbusters, the PKE meter, is a shoe polisher. Yes. So those items are extremely hard to find because collectors have scooped them up. Right. They're not toys. They're not action figures. They are household items. They are memorabilia. That's right. (laughs) But I think that that's, you know... Talking about loot, like buying loose figures versus carded figures, you know, there's a whole nother subculture of you know action figure photography. Yep, action figure out photography. There. And those guys love loose figures. They'll come in and swoop up tons of loose figures yep. to be able to go do that. Just to blow I mean, them up. You yep. look at there's there's big name collectors out there doing YouTube videos on toy collecting. Oh yes, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's there's a couple a of lot decent of popular wrestlers right that we you. know that are yeah huge huge know, toy collectors yep. <laughs> huge toy collectors in in all sorts of that of is the three hundred and fiftieth figure right there that Boba Fett <laughs> yeah no yeah that one almost yeah. disappeared too the last yeah. two times I've been here yep anyway yeah no but I mean you know you talk about. You know, people collecting loose figures for photography. You know, you also got customizers, right? And customizers yeah. is a yes. big thing now. It's a whole other thing. And, uh, you know, my my addiction has kind of, you know, lent me to pick up, you know, a lot of clearance figures, mm-hmm. right? So things that are on clearance, and they're mm-hmm. great because they're great to practice on. But, you know, some of those figures, I mean, I did pick up um, a couple of uh, Star Wars collections at Ross, right? Ross. Um, I picked up a couple Transformers at Ross. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? They have it. Um, yeah, and I flipped that for almost $1,500. Yeah. But it took a while. It took about five years. But, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, for <laughs> it takes some time. Yeah, I mean, paying, you know, $5 for a set and then you flip it for $1,500. I think it's a good deal. I think yeah. it's a good deal. It's, it's so you being the Star Wars fan. Yes. Do you have a lot of carded Star Wars figures? I do not. I oh. used to. So here's but you have, a, you have an I impressive have saber figures. collection. I have loose figures for days. Yeah. Okay. I was the kid that if you gave me a toy, that sucker was coming out and it was getting played with. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. But he will also be the person on July 31st walking through every table buying all the Star Wars figures that I wanted to buy. No, well, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm there to ruin your day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, <laughs> is the, he is the spoiler. Yes. So, so, no, um, <laughs> so I, I've, you know, I grew up on Star Wars. I... I I had the original trilogy on the VHS, you know, and um, the unedited version. Mm-hmm. So, believe it or not, I actually have the original unedited trilogy mm-hmm. on Blu-rays. Oh, wow! I'd have to think about that if I have that or not. I got it on Laserdisc, but I don't have it on. No, no, like I have. I don't even remember what they what it was anymore, you know, because they just started cramming. Well, yeah, like, this anniversary set with like this special thing. Yeah, and, yeah. like no, I have the holidays rolled around. It's on so, permanent so loop it on was TNT. A, <laughs> there was a fan portal uh, called the original trilogy, and they were able to, after much digging, found and digitized the original trilogy that was in the theaters. Wow, well, I got on VHS. VHS and Laserdisc. Yeah, so I have, like I said, I have it on Blu-rays. 
That's impressive. I'll watch, I'll I would love to watch that. Like Especially for the separation for the audio and all of that, the oh, audio yeah. file that yeah. you and I are. So, yeah, so I I was able to acquire that. Like, that's the kind of thing. I have, I have custom lightsabers that are uh, – very intricate. Uh, <laughs> Makes my saber look pathetic. I mean... Oh, the batteries are dead. Uh, well, you know, it, I mean, it's... Oh, that's nice dead. That's Damn! It. Wow, you you yeah. had your moment yeah. and it just... Not the first time your saber hasn't worked oh. smart. Wow. It's a bag of Are tables <laughs> available at the toy show? Is it live yet? Yes, we are. We are taking applications here um, starting next week for... The toy show. What is, what is the table cost? Right now, we're still in negotiations, so we'll have that up on the website, RockyMountainCon.com. We'll have all the information that you need. But I am looking forward to seeing all the toy collectors coming out there. It doesn't matter if it's Star Wars, Barbie, Strawberry Shortcake, My Little Ponies. Welcome all collectibles. Yep. Looking forward to I, seeing all I will all bring my substantial tentacle kitty collection. Tent- tentacle kitty, yes. <laughs> I may crack out a couple Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. I got right. a couple of those floating around. Yeah. Extra. Yeah, definitely yeah, looking so, forward I mean, to that. If you're into toys, yeah. this is going to be the show for you. This is this is where the collectors can come and get There's going to I'm sure there's going to be some pretty hard to find stuff in the room for for toys, too. I mean, there's some great collectors here in Colorado. We want to see everybody there. And and I think it's okay. going to be a fun first year doing it and and we'll be able to add in some some extra stuff hopefully over the years and next couple of years and need a couple moving. of egos absolutely yeah. oh, yes but that's not all no why would we stop there why? i love punishment well, i might punishment. as well do no, more no 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 see this is this is where i come into my own yes. oh <laughs> yeah this See, uh, of, of all the shows, this one is kind of my baby. Because yes. this is actually very unique, and it's not – and I think it's kind of come into its own over the last couple of years. Um, because as the geek sphere has expanded and growing and Twitch and gamers, there is a new approach to gaming and a reference that I was unaware of until recently. And then you're like, no, this is huge. Yeah. So explain this to me. Okay, so – Gaming, whenever you're gaming, like, and you walk away from your keyboard, it's called AFK, away from keyboard. But one of the things that's so rare these days is actually to game without one. And I happen to have a substantial collection of away from keyboard type games and (laughs) friends. And because of this, we have come up with our RMC gaming convention afk con which is all gaming that you can do without a keyboard wow so can i just settle on up with my atari controller with the one red button and and just go at it if you so wish okay so like the great thing is is that it's all gaming from you know from old from new but the real cool thing that's coming Mm. is that you know as you know my my collection is heavily imported Yes. As it turns out. It comes with subtitles. Yes. As it turns (laughs) out, so do many of my good friends. And we will be featuring close to over 50 cabinets. What? Sitting inside the main ballroom of the embassy. I I didn't even know you had 50 cabinets to put out. I don't. I don't. Okay. But thanks to myself, we're getting Game Saru from Nevada. 
to bring in his collection. Fill out the library? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. So, um, interesting story is uh, Game Sorrow, you know, the owner, his name is uh, David. Mm-hmm. It's not David, it's David. It's David. Um, so, David comes in. And, you know, he, he's been my importer. He, he's the reason why I have those Mario Karts. He's the reason why I got my first cabinet ever, which is the Tyco drumming machine. Right. And he's going to bring everything I don't have. Wow. Into this show for just, and that's just the arcade portion. On top of that, we're going to do console games. We're going to do card games. We're going to do tabletop games. And it's just going to be littered throughout the entirety of the hotel. That is a lot of real estate and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of. I mean, holy crap! So, uh, ticket prices. So we're looking at uh, the the weekend badge is going to be forty five dollars. But this is free to play. Yeah, it's all free to play. weekend. Forty five dollars all, all three week. days. All three three days. days of gaming Jeez. nonstop. It's- 24-7 gaming going on. All right, so we need to really perfect the Hot Pocket push cart. Yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we'll have the midnight uh, hot dog and hamburger stand hot dogs, open. Hamburgers, <laughs> so, hot pockets. So the real, the real thing that you got to do here is that if you're going to do this con correctly, you got to get a hotel room because you have to remember that you can, you know, you can take, you know, thanks to the wonderful service of the Embassy Suites. I mean, you have the complimentary happy hour the delicious breakfast in the morning the, the beds are <laughs> very comfortable well i mean you know so you can get at least some kind of a siesta before you get out there and start playing because you know rhythm games and everything else i mean i'm sure you've seen some of these guys on ddr i mean they're they're in shorts and sweatbands you know you know putting on you know oh they're total scott pilgrim oh yeah total full-on scott pilgrim so does that mean that we could be looking to some form of mm, i don't know Competition, oh, like yes. ranking system, if you will, a elimination bracket, maybe. Very much so, and I am proud to announce that we have the number one DDR Ace tournament organizer in the world coming in. Steve Sharon is going to run our DDR Ace tournament. What? Yes. Yeah, so that, he, it's huge. He's he's coming in. It's Does he walk around on like broken Nintendo cartridges? I mean, do you have like like Flower Girls? They throw out Sega. So unfortunately for that, it's like it's it's broken DDR panels because you have to like <laughs> drop it. And he, he dances to the on next it. one. Well, and, <laughs> and we're gonna have some amazing players. So um, one of the top ranked players is actually here from Colorado, and he has already pledged himself to be there. Um, so a lot of people are getting very excited. So the challenge just to be clear, that's not me or Smurf. No, Actually, not even close. Might it's, be it's G. G. We're not saying it's uh, G. G. Red. Red was ready. <laughs> Red was ready to jump in at the anime hangout, yeah. but she's all like, "Yeah, I wasn't prepared. I didn't have the shoes." <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "I was. I have to. I have to have two glasses of wine in my yes. hands." She's got to stretch. And oh, do yeah. all these like different moves. Well, and the great thing is, is we're gonna have like. Uh, we're not just going to have, you know, DDR. We're going to have um, Initial D8, which is a racing game wow. cabinets there. Nice. Love Initial D. Yeah, we got our Initial D8 nice. coming in. Of course, our Mario Karts are going to be there. Yeah. We're going to have a Mai Mai tournament, which is a hand, uh, you know, tournament. <laughs> like, oh, what? no. So, so think DDR with your hands, and that's oh, Mai Mai. Wow. It's basically, oh, you're, yeah, you're just yeah. banging away okay. on a washing machine-looking yeah. thing. Wow. Yeah. Ricky Ricardo Babalu style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Oh, yeah. But, like, these 
Uh, and we have some very competitive players here in Colorado, you know. And um, well, know, they they like to train at altitude. I've heard most. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. That's We're also going to have some fighting games. Actually, Akibara, mm. the uh, the barcade, is yep. actually going to oh. donate us some of their fighting game cabinets coming in. I could get down with some um, Street Fighter Capcom. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Capcom Marvel. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah, I'm going to start brushing up on that one then. Yeah, so we're we're gonna have a multitude the of tournaments build, experience. Uh, of experience. Oh, that was yeah. Oh, oh. Don't worry, the bar tab will pick it up. <laughs> yes, yeah, the bar tab will cover it. Yes, because you're gonna see those guys walking around with the super big gulps of Mountain Dew and Lord knows what else. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, again, AFK is, uh, you know, as far as gaming goes. I've always believed, like, computer gaming is great. Right. But the problem with computer gaming is it's expensive. Well, and no one wants, I mean, honestly, I, we were at um, Emerald City last. Yeah. And they had, like, an entire section dedicated to machines and towers and all of that. And it wasn't even full. And it was just, it was just very off-putting because it's just so centralized and it's just ick, icky. Now, we want to we wanna bring... The old school arcade back with this but then also add in all the other types of gaming the the premise of the of this you know the, when we sat down and, and matt and and g and i were talking about what cons we wanted to do when we brought up the gaming convention it was really more of a okay that is such a niche market it, it is so set it's so good that we want to provide something for them now too and there's so many different types of gaming that you can do. It, it really is what we want to do with that show is to provide a space for everybody to be able to do those different things. You know, you, if you want to go play in a card game tournament and then the next day you're going to be in a Mario Kart tournament, you can do it. You can. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to say right now, if there's Mario Kart tournament... You're probably gonna have to beat me. So there's gonna be like this. There's gonna be this gauntlet thrown out there between myself, Tim, G. What's what's the game of choice? Uh, probably Tekken or Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh. oh, so we could yeah. we could be like the final bosses. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> oh my god, that would be great. There's just, there's just people just way better. Thirteen year old middle schooler <laughs> comes in and just destroys. You. So we're gonna need these machines set up weeks ahead of time yes, for practice. I need to practice. Sure, sure guys. Otherwise, the three of us is gonna get schooled by oh, yeah. a twelve year old. Yeah, definitely looking forward to a fighting game tournament. Yeah, well, yes. definitely. And, and, I, it, yeah. and I also wanted to go ahead and and also announce. I mean, we we talked about them lot during the earlier part here but um the beneficiary of you know this con is going to be cap for kids uh there'll be money from every single tournament entry will be going towards them and they'll be running the charity mario kart tournament yes as well so like you know the long-standing mario Kart. oh yeah oh yeah because i mean that wouldn't be the same without nate's Play-by-play. Yeah. Play. It's kind not. of the staple that at RMC it show is. is that we got to have a Mario Kart My tournament. My only suggestion for the Mario Kart tournament is we should have age brackets because it was kind of interesting seeing, like, the nine-year-old oh girl going up against the adult. <laughs> but she killed almost she everyone. Him. I'm still. But yeah, I but was scared of her. She, she was what? She finished second, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, she so finished second. Just saying, but well, I, I'm just saying. But like cool I said, kids, like, you know, every tournament, you know, is going to be giving money to go help cap for kids yeah, and everything awesome. else. I mean, obviously it goes into tournament prizes and everything else, but we want to also give back to the community and, um, you know, cap doing their, what is it? It was their 80th or 60th family, but they 
just helped recently. Uh, Mathedor's 50th. Yeah, I think they hit That's 50. 50. Okay, so they've got a lofty goal this year, though. They do, yeah. they do, and our shows are going to be part of how yep. they get there, and yep. I am I am exactly. so down for that. So but that, awesome. I just wanted to throw that in there that, you know, by going to this show, you'll also be helping out. You're helping out. Kids. Come yeah. on, man. 45 bucks for three days of gaming. Well, and it's free Jeez. to play yes, gaming. Exactly. That's the best That's And we'll welcome even play. cosplayers. If you want to show up yeah. and play a, a console and a cosplay, oh my God, that's Again, even better. The card games might be a little bit different. I All understand right. that. Card play, yeah, yeah, that might be a bit different. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 there might be a little. But again, I mean, for video games, you know, and they're kind of fun. Yeah, come on. That's It's a great cause. I like that. Oh, yeah. So that's what's the date on that? So AFK Con is going to be September 30th through October 2nd. Wow, so that that carries us to about halfway point for the season. Yeah, because I know what's next. Because this has already been announced. This is the crown jewel. This is the crown jewel. This is the granddaddy of them all. This is the granddaddy of them all, and this is the returning champion. Well, you know, we can't do any of this without where it started, and that's RMC. At the beginning of November every year, November 5th and 6th this year, we'll be running RMC again. We'll be doing everything that we've done. We, we're going to be adding in elements from all of these shows. So the way I see it is RMC has evolved into not just one specific thing. This is the show where we bring everybody together. This is the show where we say we're going to have comics. We're going to have toys. We're going to have anime. We're going to have gaming. We're going to bring all of it together and try and make it bigger, better, Everything. I mean, we're talking about maybe a silent disco. Oh yeah. Could 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 we do something like that, I, Matt? Well, I have the capability. He has <laughs> the power, the, the technology. technology. <laughs> I mean, we can rebuild things, him. These are the things that we're looking at doing, and the things that we're trying to do is every year make it better. Try and make it better for everybody. And and RMC is the family home show. This is. The kind of end of con season, but not for us. Um, <clears throat> later. Later. And it is kind of the culmination of all the shows put together where we can really celebrate the full-on fandom and geekdoms that, that we've been able to cultivate throughout the course of the year. Comics, sci-fi, anime, all of that. All, yep. in, one, all in one order. And, and we will make an exception. We will bring, bring guests for this one. Yep. Yeah, we like no, to bring. But these these like guests are in. amazing. These yeah. guests are amazing, and they fit the genre. Yes, well, yes they're not. You know, <laughs> we're not gonna. They're not some you know rogue like I don't know one character show up at the end of Halo that gets popped in the nugget. You know stuff like that. <laughs> you leave Alan Tudyk alone. You know the man <laughs> I know is is a gem for geeks across <laughs> the planet. <laughs> no, I mean I just think that you know RMC needs to be where we bring everybody together. It's a great way to close out the season. I know Red always looks forward to it. I look forward to it. It, it is the mark of which, okay, this is it. There are no more cons, and I can take a small, albeit, break or try. Now, I would say, actually, having worked with RMC in the past in, in many different ways, that what RMC really is is a, a love of the community. Yes. You yeah. know, like everybody comes in there and – We've all been through it. You know, the, the con season's starting to wind down. And this is kind of that, that final show before you say, see you next year. Except, uh, you know, and we're going to talk about this later on. We're not actually saying that. We're going to actually make sure you're in person for that one. Yeah. But 
the other thing I loved about RMC and have loved about RMC is that the vibe is that of just generosity and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's taken on a lot of characteristics of other cons, some that we have seen the end of, and it really kind of brings everybody together and it's fun and it's hugging and it's drinking and it's laughing and it's kind of just even going over the war stories of just the past season of like oh my god remember seeing smurf muscle that one 12 year old at the anime hangout i mean it was great it was three 12 year olds <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to make yourself sound yeah, a little better you're right I don't um know. no you know to me and in, in unfortunately now i sound like you know I'm in a Fast and Furious movie. It, it is family. And, and it that's, is. That's what our. You gotta say that is. deeply. You know, bad family. Family. Um, I, I just don't need to see you doing the whole, you know. I'm not shaving my head, and I definitely don't have that many muscles. So we're not going there. We'll get you but, in a little while. I just don't. You know, Tim, I, I haven't really observed your driving, but I just don't think you'd be able to drive underneath a semi. You've seen me on Mario Kart, buddy. <laughs> that's you saw that's me. Mario Kart. You are literally this high off the ground. <laughs> Have you that. seen what Hondas can do? I mean, this man, you put him behind the wheel of it, he's, it's over. Game, game, game over. over. He's in a red SUV. It's a blazer. It went 90 through Nebraska. It's yes. Okay. It coasted. Okay. But I've seen your car. My car is more likely. Yeah, yeah, my car is more likely to go through there. <laughs> Mine's a little more smaller and streamlined. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, honestly, when we when we talk about RMC, that's the family show. That yeah. That is where the vendors, the people that come to the show, they are family. They're part of our RMC family. They've, they've been coming for years. Um, you know, that's old home week for me. Yeah. That That is walk around shaking hands giving hugs um you know letting people know how much we appreciate it's a them. very intimate environment and uh, you know that's one of the things that you're definitely missing from a lot of the cons and i mean i'm just speaking for experience it's great to see you know a lot of people come in from out of town for the bigger cons but you know at the same time you know there is a sense of community at rmc and you know you're you definitely feel a totally different vibe at matt has said and i think that's one of the things that makes the cons different especially now because there really is no con like this in Colorado anymore. No. You know, all the cons yeah. that we've been a part of, they are gone. And there's more cons that are leaving soon. And so, you know, there, there's a huge gap. And we're here to kind of fill that gap and make sure that, you know, our community of artists and uh, artists outside are able to find a home. And I think RMC is a great place for that to start. And the great thing is it's all multi-genre, too. Yeah. Like, yes. It, it, it has the comic book feel because that's, that's where it started. That was, that was the base, right? Yeah. But, but as it has grown, I mean, I've, I mean, I think it's a pretty diverse, mm-hmm. you know, uh, dealer room. Mm-hmm. And, and genre-filled, like, weekend. And, I mean, you know, again, I, I will always say that, you know, the bar is the best place, <laughs> as everybody kind of goes through, uh, for lack of a better term, the group therapy yeah. that yep. the bar provides. <laughs> but also the price. I mean, again, you cannot beat the price no. for the con. I mean, it, it, RMC for the weekend, I mean, again, you can bring your whole family and not go broke. Nope. $10 a day. I mean, Money to spend at a table. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what that show was made for and what it was about it wasn't about spending all the money on tickets and and autographs it was about paying 10 bucks to get in the door having a good time and being able to buy that piece of art or that custom art that you want is really a big thing and and that's when i can pay ten dollars to get into a show and walk up to an amazing artist like g 
and get a commission and have money in my pocket to be able to get a commission, that's amazing. I, I mean, I love artwork on blank sketch covers. I mean, I love adding those to my collection. Um, I need know, to get a Bob Hall. Oddly enough, I don't have a Bob Hall. How do you I have not? one hanging on my it's Captain hard America because that guy's wall. always, you, you know, not? he's busy. <laughs> he's always working. I know, and I've even had him as a guest, and I'm like, damn it, I need to get him to do an Iron Man film. Yeah. <laughs> or a Wonder Man. Something. Right? I, have his, I, have, I have one. I have a Captain America that he did for me. Oddly enough, not even at an RMC show. Wow. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go to Charlotte to Heroes Con oh, to get one from Bob. But, wow. The um, guy that you actually bring to the con. Exactly. You couldn't even get a – wow. Yeah, but, but Bob's an amazing <laughs> artist. I've got him on my Captain America wall. I mean, all the amazing artists that we've had over the years that have come through RMC um, are artists that you don't see necessarily at some of the other shows. And, and nope. And some of them are we up love and coming. Yeah. And some of them are up and coming. I mean, we've had people that – have tabled at RMC that in two years are on books, doing books, yeah. making, you know, doing things. That's what I like to see. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's, you know, there's also, you know, you get, sometimes you get fun, like, fan experiences. Like, I, I still have this three years later, but I have a picture from RMC where I have a picture with Doug Jones. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got, <laughs> picture, I've got pictures with, with, all sorts of people that have been guests at RMC, and, and I, I really enjoy going back and looking at them all. But the ones that mean the most to me are the ones that I have with the people that help at the show, the people that come to the show, mm-hmm. the vendors and that. Those are the photos that are are just – I can't tell you how much they mean to me. That's what the meaning is. You know, I mean, we all hang out together, but the pictures that I get at the show with all of us in it, are, is why I do it. I, I enjoy getting my picture. You get me all misty over here. Stop it. <laughs> I get my picture every year with, with you know, like Ron Fortier. bad lighting. You know? <laughs> you know, I get my picture with Ron Fortier every year. You know, well, you Ron's got to. Ron's a great guy. You know, we always do a photo every hour. Yeah, I have to. No, I have you to know, ask and this year it falls on his birthday again. I was going to say, so, you have seven you know? years with Ron Fortier. Yeah. Right? I mean, seven, seven, it's seven years. Yeah. Seven years. He's seven. been at almost every one of the RMC shows. So, so I have to ask, supporter. in your collage, mm-hmm. is Ron growing taller or shrinking? I don't know. I'll have to look. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent question. I'm going to have to look myself. Smurf? Now he's getting shorter. I, I was going to say, that. yeah. Like, you're, you're, without a doubt. You're the curious case of Benjamin Button, except like you get older, but you get smaller. I know. It's weird. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. No. Nah, nah. But I'm still dead sexy. Ruggedly handsome. Ruggedly handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Tim is the face of the convention. That's yeah, right. That's right. And that's why it's scary. Yes. <laughs> But it doesn't stop there, and we like to continue to freak people out and make people scared. So we're going to do something a little unheard of, something a little new, something very bold, I think. But it makes absolute sense when you think about it. I, of course, talk about the end of the year. And what do we do at the end of the year? Oh, we party. We do. We love to party. Not only do we party at the end of the year, but we do try to make it a trend during the con. But now we want to do it properly. We want to usher in the new year the only way a geek, nerd, comic book enthusiast, toy enthusiast, collectors, anything across the globe that unites you and the passion that drives your soul when you're not at your desk. Watching Twilight Zone marathons. Yes! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have so many favorites for that. <laughs> One day we should just do a Twilight Zone episode where we can talk about our favorite Twilight right, Zones. Right, exactly. No, no, no. Totally. No, no, no that's I, would, not. I, would like to, I would like to go ahead and say, go ahead. while TV marathons are amazing, yeah. yes. a different kind of marathon is, I believe, what we are proposing. I think yeah. so. I think this is the marathon that closes out the end of the year. I, I, I think when it comes to the end of the year... We need to do like what we just said. We need a party. Mm-hmm. So we need a nerdy New Year's. That's right. <laughs> let's let's have a nerdy New Year's this year. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put everybody together again and throw a big ass nerd geek party. Come join us. Be in your costumes. Cosplay, whatever, whatever cosplay you want. Whatever. To come yeah. I mean, whether it, it falls into any of these genres that we that we do throughout the or year, or even if we didn't even think about yes, it. Yes, I don't care. All are welcome. Your favorite TV character. I don't care. Come enjoy. Let's hang Just out. To Let's keep party. PG. Let's no. dance. <laughs> Let's. No. That's is shaking. His sure. head it's because he's going to show up in one of the characters from the Love Boat, and Are we you, know. No. You kidding? I'm going to show up as the Baby New Year. I am going to be there in Gopher short shorts as the Baby New Year in a top hat, and I'm going to tear and it up. We're going to send him down the elevator at midnight <laughs> yeah. with all the lights off. See, and this is a great excuse, so you don't have to go to your family's New Year's party if you don't want to. Right? You don't have to go to your company or your office parties. Or you can bring your family. Or, or you can. Oh. Uh, if, if, you're, can if you're trying to get away from your family, party. it's yeah. a great place. If you want to bring your family, it's a great place. So here, here's the thing. Um, we've ex- we experimented a little bit with this last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, have, we have landed on the idea that this is just going to be flat out just a flat out party we're going to have we're going to have vendors we're going to have you know arcade machines we're going to have dance we're going to have movies playing we're going to have you know we're going to have all this stuff going on but the main thing is that we want you guys to have a great time and that yeah. is that is beyond I, you know seeing how some people party at RMC I think we are going to be in some great company I think so I, I think that it's it's a new idea it's something different where we can bring all the genres together. There's been New Year's Eve parties. There's there been has. parties that are, you know, genre specific, and those were great. But why can't we all get together? Why can't we all have a good time? You know, whether you know you're Marvel or DC, we don't care. Um, <laughs> or you know, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the mentality that we have is we don't care which one you are, or right. what you are. Be there, come, have a good time. You know, show your geekdom. Let's enjoy it. Let's party it up. Let's send this year out and bring in 23 and and make it an even better year. Oh, yeah. I mean, after doing six shows, this is kind of an inevitability where we were just like, you know. I think this is all building towards it. To yeah, honest, like we've, been doing, we've, done, we've done five so far. Let's just, let's just kick it out the door one more time. Well, make it an even six. Do it properly. Kill some brain cells. Yeah. I mean, you know, or, or you know, make some memories, or don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Make some memories and forget them by the morning. And I'm fine with that yeah. too. <laughs> As, I, you know, exactly. we've we've all woken up from the Wired magazine party before. Oh <laughs> yes, very true. So. You're probably wondering how you can get tickets for this amazing event, and we're there with you, and the tickets will not be available yet. But what you will want to do is to attend our events, 
tickets will be available. And what are those dates that they want to go and check us out so they can see about New Year's tickets? So the first one coming up is going to be on June 5th. That's our collector showcase, RMC collector showcase for comics. So come on out for that one. Then after that, on July 31st, we have the Toy Con. And then September 30th through October 2nd, we have AFK Con. And then November 5th and 6th is RMC. And then New Year's Eve is the blowout. Oh, yeah. The blowout. Six exciting events brought to you by RMC. What more could you ask for? A date? <laughs> there are there rooms available. At least they yeah. will be. And that's the thing. Everything's held right at the hotel for yep. you guys. Get a room. Get a room. Hang out. Literally, stay, get a room. Let's <laughs> party the night away. Trust Let's have a me good on time. And, and I'll just tell you, flat out strategy for New Year's. Yeah. Yes. Get a room because then you can pregame at the bar thanks to the complimentary drinks. Yep. yep. As long as you're, as you're of age, trust me, the bartenders do check your IDs. Yeah. <laughs> And there are free sodas for the kids. There so. are, and there's a pool. I mean, they can go yeah. toddle off and play in the pool and yeah. splashy, splashy while you're drinky, yeah. drinky. And, and we have free-to-play arcade machines that yeah. night, too. See? Let them go play arcade games all that night long. It's a family experience. There it is. Yep. That's like when your parents would go to Vegas and Circus Circus was the only thing in town that was kid-friendly. And oh, yeah. They stick you on there like, ride as many rides as you want. Go. Go. Just leave me be. Yeah. You know, and they, they got the frozen margaritas, the amaretto and pineapple, you know. Oh, I'm getting a pineapple headache. I'm just like, I got to go back to the room. Anyway. So I guess that kind of sums it up. Well, that I mean, is an RMC calendar arms he packed calendar crap yeah wow. a lot of stuff happening i'm okay with that though yeah. not like i had anything else going on yeah, yeah. well kind of well and i i would like to say that, it, that none of this would be possible without tim that making right you know like you know basically allowing for the expansion of his team to the point where we could Handle yeah. this many shows because trust me, I show think he planning blames us is... for doing all this, but yeah. I guess secretly he wanted to do oh, it. Oh, so. you know he was. <laughs> I mean, he comes back. He the... was grueling it the whole time. I know, like, right. Minions. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. As... No, but I think it's a good team that was. That, you know, everybody has their strengths that they bring yeah. to the table, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, you know, it's impossible to do to do something like this as a one man show. And again, you know, Smurf, you've been super awesome yeah. in supporting this Thank as you. well. So you know, definitely kudos and shout out to you. And, you know, letting us do this and having this platform. Well, it's yeah, great. but, you know, again, like I said, the, the man, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, and and I, I will say, Tim, because if I call him Mr. Moret, he thinks he's in trouble. Oh, I know. Goodness. That's usually what I get called when I'm in deep trouble. Yeah, like, like oh, <laughs> Mr. Moret, my office that's, now. That's the safe <laughs> word then, right? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> so those listening at home and the millions around the world, where do they need to go to check out all of the information that we just laid out in case they weren't paying attention, wrote it down, or otherwise halfway yeah, in the back? RockyMountain.com. Well, sorry, Rocky Mountain Con. Excuse me, I just loved that one. RockyMountainCon.com. We have all six events listed there. Check that out. It's going to be updated very, very soon with more and more information. Check it over and over again. We'll have all the dates, the availabilities to purchase tickets online, and book the rooms. And yeah. for the gaming, for all the events, um, also Facebook, correct? Also Facebook, yes. And obviously we'll start 
attacking a lot of the other social media platforms with YouTube. I think we're still in debate about Twitter, though, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> no. Nobody tweets or twi- TikToks or we are, we Twiki Talk. Yeah, yeah, we, we do have, have Instagram. Instagram, Instagram Facebook. Facebook. I like to say more than 140 characters. Oh, dude, ben, That's half ben. the obscenities that come out of my mouth. And then I get a form of sentence. And how do they get a hold of you, Sir Matt? I mean, I mean, the, the consoles are available. They, they the could. arcade machines, you mean? Yes. You can find me. Do you think I'm trying to set you up for the day? No. Okay. Or uh, no. <laughs> the people that are looking for him. Is that what I'm, I'm, trying to I'm actually relaunching my website. Shall we shall say goodnight. Give us a like. Give us a share. Please go to the Facebook page. Check out all the links. Stay up to date. Visit us at the cons. Come and say hi. Tim and I will be working diligently to give you all your needs. G is there with your plastic fixes. Yeah, plastic fixes. And then, of course, Matt to give you that adrenaline high that nobody else But... Until then, uh, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night.